Today is July 27th, and the Yankees game is canceled, but we got a bunch of voicemails, and there's a scary situation in baseball, and we got a bunch of voicemails, so we're going to do that. Let's do it. Let's talk Yanks. Mm. Wow. Mm. Mm. Talking Yanks with Let's old John Boy, John Boy Jake, recaps galore. Weekly awards, stat lines, student hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy Jake. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to Talking Yanks. My name is Jimmy. Sitting right next to me is Jake, and in the mm. corner is BBD. We got a voicemail episode today. The Yankees game has been canceled. We're recording this on Monday night. The Yankees game was canceled Monday as Miami, 40% of their roster. Mm. I giggle, not because it's funny. Out of ridiculousness. Because it's ridiculous. Came up, came down with Corona. Um, they were in Philly. Yankees are going to Philly. They cancel that. So that's the situation there. I don't know how much we want to get into that, Jake, how much you want to or don't want to. We can do it. We cannot do it. I think we have a voicemail that leads us into it, two voicemails that lead us into it. So just don't talk about it yet. Yeah, it's the Timothy Oliphant in the room. So we'll we'll talk about it a little bit. It obviously sucks. And That was pretty quick. How many times have you used that? What do you mean? Oliphant sounds like elephant. It took me a while. I was like, what's the connection? And then I realized it was a pronunciation thing. He's pretty good. He's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, Justified's awesome. Yeah. Um, he was in the, what was the Leo movie that came out? He's in the Western scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the star. So there's that. Um, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit. Obviously, a scary situation within baseball and just outside of baseball in the world uh, with the Yankees and the Yankees game gets canceled tonight. So we'll obviously address that. And it's a, a little bit of a bummer. I mean, running so hot from a sports weekend and Mondays just felt like this glut of <laughs> not excitement. But that's what Talking Yang's voicemail episode is all about. So we'll take some voicemails. Uh Dan Slotnick on the intro song. How about that? Shout out. Coming to you live from the Roosevelt Studios here in the Bronx. R-S-V-L-T-S. I mean, they're about to send us a whole gang of stuff. Yeah, you're you're about to see the whole Roosevelt's collection. <laughs> they uh, <laughs> they they said they said, Hey, BBD's got yeah, BBD's got his El Mago shirt on. They said, uh, hey, we're gonna send you guys some stuff. And we almost got nervous. So maybe we'll give some stuff away too. So Voicemails? Yeah, let's just, just dive it. right in. Here we go. Here's the first Game's one. Game's canceled. Hey, guys. It's Jack from D.C., first-time caller. The Yankees-Phillies game just got canceled, which sucks, but I think it was definitely the right move. I think now is crunch time because if the MLB steps in and has a plan and we get through this, I feel a lot more confident in baseball's ability to handle COVID. But if they don't have a plan, I think the season gets canceled real quick. Uh, however, I'm trying to stay optimistic, and listening to you guys definitely helps. I love what you guys do, I listen to almost every one of your shows. And yeah, go Yankees. Well, thank you for tuning in and listening. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, they had to cancel it tonight. And they can easily do a doubleheader. They can do something in the future. Um, every team's close, but had to cancel the game tonight. You got to – they were first, they were like, we're going to um, not use their clubhouse attendance. We're just going to use our own. That's smart. 
But instead, why don't you just, like, fumigate that entire place? Yeah. Let it breathe a little bit, and then uh, then go in there or maybe use a different clubhouse. You know, my hockey team used to get changed on in the crowd, in the stands, because the, the locker rooms were so tiny and shitty. You just do that. No one's there. Who cares? Yeah. And Even I, if they fumigate it, I think if I'm a Yankee, I'm like, ah, just change in the hallway, man. I don't care. I, I like to work backwards on things, and it's – just think about if anyone from another organization, the Yankees, as they visit Philadelphia, were to go into that stadium and they end up with COVID. I mean, it would be just mass hysteria and an absolute nightmare. So you have to put the kibosh on that. It'll be interesting to see. I, I don't know if this is lazy Yankees fan thinking or if this is just... I don't know, having some common basic knowledge, but just move all the games to the stadium. Let the Phillies be home games for two of them, whether you do a doubleheader mm-hmm. tomorrow or however you do it, or if you can push a game later in the season and do a doubleheader. But That's smart. There's no reason to be in Philadelphia right now. That's smart, Jake. It was a two at two. It was discussed in the office. That wasn't my idea, was it? Did I take that from someone? Do I owe you credit? You and I were talking about it. Okay, together. it came up. BBD gets Yeah, they're doing two in Philly and two at the stadium, so why not? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then you then you may say the Phillies are contaminating the stadium. Yeah, so I think we're waiting to get test results back on the Phillies, and that's that's. Do you the think they may part. cancel two games? Maybe. Uh, I, I don't know. I think we need to get tests back on the Phillies players, so, you know, we should have the test from two days ago or whatever it was tomorrow. Tough doing time travel like that i think they got like an emergency set of like rapid tests that okay they're gonna get the results back tonight which seems like a good solution um so we'll see um i don't know bring them bring both teams to the stadium for now if the phillies pass their tests and everything um as this story came out for those of you that didn't have your hand on the pulse of it or if you've just heard through whispers the Marlins received news of positive tests on Sunday. I believe it was three, which, again, you, you don't want to undermine the severity or significance of that. But they decided to play. <laughs> they had, like, a team vote <laughs> from what it sounds like. And if you give players the chance to play baseball, that's what they're going to do. And now that's how it seemed to spread. So uh, we'll see on that. We'll see how the rest of the tests come back for the Phillies. And then... You know, hopefully we can move forward and this ends up looking like a scare on the radar by the end of this. But uh, who knows, man? Who knows? Is there an echo somewhere? Echo. I'm hearing things. Is it coming through here? Hello. Hello. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> Shum up your butt. Oh. <coughs> ha 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 ha. Next caller. Thank you. Yeah, I think the next caller is also on this scare. Is there? Did you said there's another one. They're the one, the one I told you about is the one labeled "Play This First in all caps. I don't have that. I sent you another set. Oh, okay. Ah, play this first. So I didn't. Guy, eh? I didn't play the correct <laughs> one first. It's the same idea as that one. Okay. Okay. Did you want it to go first? I would have preferred this one first, okay. but it, it is okay. I can't even find another email from you, so I'm starting to think it's a reply. Oh, wow. Wow. Wow, we, uh, wow, we, wow. Um, okay, I don't think I can grab it. I played the wrong one first. Here we go. We're good. 
I got it. I got it, Jake. Don't even worry about it. Don't worry. This one's the first episode, first voicemail of the episode. Giancarlo! 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 Sorry, it's been so long, boys. Hockey talking, Yanks. It's TD. And yeah, that was a hook reference. I'm calling to talk a little bit Garrett Cole. But first, something hit me over the weekend. Does Jake look more like David Hale than T. Wade? Anyways, on Thursday night, I think Garrett Cole kind of sucked. And you know what? That's a good thing. He ended up with a great stat line, but without Angel Hernandez and the Nats being a little bit too aggressive, that game could have been an ugly first start as the Yankees, but it wasn't. And that's why he's an ace. He battled, figured it out without his best stuff against the defending champs. That was a gritty series win, just how I like him. Great start to the season. You're excited. I'm excited. Cole's excited. I feel like the Lost Boys when Tam came back to Neverland. Baseball's back. Baseball's back. I see what BBD was going for with the play this one first. We'll play his jump into second the... one also. Okay. Uh, TD. TD. He's in the chat right now. <sighs> TD again. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see what yeah. we were going for. I messed up the whole thing. I also didn't give you uh, the Patreons mm. for this show. So, you know, tough start. Spring training. Well, it's not. this episode of Talking Yanks brought to you by Adam. Willie Vanilli. Epifanio, Epifanio Sosa. Epifanio Sosa. Rory Corrigan, Mark Schilstrom, Paul Schreiber, and Michael Morgan. Mike Morgan. Thank you. Those are our most recent Patreon Supporters, I appreciate that. Yeah, TD, I will say this. And and I love the baseball's back. I love the take that call wasn't he wasn't he didn't have great stuff, but his his C plus stuff is very good. So I agree with you. I don't think he sucked, but he was, you know, I get sentiment there. We're being hyperbolic. I do that a lot as well. Baseball's fine. For now. <laughs> I mean, this isn't going to cancel it. You're going to need yeah. two more of these or a couple more of these. The owners met. They they just said, all right, we got to tighten up these protocols, which is still kind of a joke in itself because the protocols are never tight. So it was nuts. Like, you know, and anyone that listens to our shows, I've been saying it nonstop. Like, we can't. They agreed to these. They don't make sense. They they. There's no way to play baseball and adhere to safety protocols the way they're doing it. Zero chance. So, you know, as soon as stuff like this happens, you're going to look at the protocols with the new new eyes. But I've been looking at them with those eyes the whole time, telling you this doesn't add up. Yeah. None of this actually helps or helps not spread corona. It's all bad. And the worst thing is that the, the Phillies and the Marlins just shrugged and said, nah, we're good, we'll play. You can't yeah. let the players make that decision. No. That's I mean that's so bad. You can't You can't let the players make the decision and A, Garrett Cole's really good and that's huge and a big part for this team. Only only 75 pitches, complete game. How long ago does that feel now? Yeah, man. I I don't know. I think you're just going to see you know, opening day happened and it was exciting. There was the rainstorm, and then this weekend kicked into gear and it was full on like baseball. It was the opening weekend of baseball. It felt like it. It was nice. Guys are having fun on the field. I think you're going to see a little less 
you know, I think during a couple guys' home runs, you saw some high fiving and stuff. I think, I think this Marlin scare is going to really put it into players like, oh, like we can't mess around because our testing is two days behind. Yeah. It's, I don't think, I don't know how they're going to do it. If they continue playing, they're not going to be able to be safe. Just think of it's an airborne disease. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's silly. Like, <clears throat> that ump put on his mask to go talk with Shelton in the Pirates Cardinals game with the argument. The ump's not wearing a mask when he's two feet away from the catcher and three feet away from the batter. But he puts on the mask to go talk to Shelton. It's like everything is just you're either there or you're not there. There's no half measures here. And this plan is built on half measures. Yeah. It's uh it's kind of crazy when you get into it. I mean, with team flight accommodations and, and all of it. Um Yeah, I mean they they have not set it up as the safest measures prop. Possible. We would have instant testing. We would have, um, you know, like private private planes that only the teams use. Not everybody has that. So it looks like it popped out. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. Again, I mean, there's going to be more cases going forward. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm just saying, like, what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, in, in theory, in if this went according to plan, I think yesterday the Phillies announced that they have three players they got, or the Marlins have three players they got COVID and they're sent away from the team. That didn't happen. And would that have been a headline? Yes, but it would not have been the headline it it has become today. Yeah, and the Reds and that's are kind of the whole too. point. Yeah, it's all scary. All right, let's just move on. Let's have some fun. Go to the hair policy, I guess. Hey, John Boy Jay. This is uh, Bill from Round Rock. Uh, baseball's back. Hell yeah. Um, super exciting. One thing I've noticed out of these Yankees coming, coming out of quarantine is that they have some, uh, some good, healthy flow coming out behind their Yankee cap. Um, it's not something that I'm used to seeing as a Yankee fan, and maybe uh, it's just the post-quarantine corona look, um, and maybe it'll go away. But uh, I kind of want to get your opinion on what you think about that. And uh, glad you guys are doing well. Baseball's back. Let's go, Yanks. Is anyone breaking the hair policy? You're allowed to have long hair, right? Like, you're allowed to have the hair that Cole and Canely have. Right. Um, we just we haven't seen a ton of it through the years. Um, Cole and Canely got some borderline flow slash mullets going on. I mean, what is the – is there an official rule? Is it – to the shoulders? Like, is it just whatever Steinbrenner used to yell about? Because I feel like that's all the old stories you hear on the broadcast is like, oh, yeah, Steinbrenner saw his hair one day and said, you better get that cut. Better get that cut. And so I got my hair cut. I feel like there's so many stories that are like that. So I don't Well, there's a CeCe and, and Clint story when Clint had his long hair when he first got traded. How long was it? I got to look it up. And, like, you know, they weren't making, Slow. They weren't making him cut it. And Cece was like, hey, if you're not going to make him cut that hair, I'm going to grow out my beard. And it got loud. Right. I mean, Clint had some some real hair. Yeah. See, was it like that when he was with the Yankees? I don't think it was that long. I'm guessing it was that long, which... Is similar to Cole? Yeah, I'd say a little longer. 
saw also it's Cole. I don't know. I don't. I, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see Cole's hair or Canley's hair and think, "Wow, they've relaxed the policy." Yeah, I don't think they're really touching the limits of that. Because didn't Phil Hughes used to have that hockey helmet flow? Little hockey hair, BBD with a screen turn. Yeah, yeah, that's what we were looking at. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's. I mean, that's still a bit longer, and it's red, so it's just bright. Yeah, it stands out. No, that's more. bigger than what Canley has right now. Uh yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure that like these guys grew like Canley might have grew his hair out because he didn't couldn't get a haircut. I did too. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of fine with the hair stuff. Have hair. I just don't think that either of them are, are, are testing the boundaries of the policy. Yeah. All right. Next up. Hey guys, Matt Cole from Jersey. It's watching the Yankees uh bullpen game here against CC. The Nationals. One thing that came to mind is I don't understand why they brought in David Hale in the fourth inning. Uh, he's not one of their top relievers, and the middle of the order coming up, only to use Ottavino the next inning, doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. If you're going to, in a one-run game, don't you bring in one of your top arms when it's still close as opposed to going one of your, to one of your lower-end guys? Let me know what you guys think. Thanks. Hey, Matt from New Jersey. It's a great, it's a phenomenal question. And if you listen to the Talking Yanks pregame show, it's got its own app. It's live on a bunch of places. We did on the weekends we do on Instagram. Jake and I mapped out every every pregame show we do, pitching path to victory. What's their plan today? And there was one inning unaccounted for in that game. We knew Lasagna was going to go. We knew Chad was going to go. We knew Otto was going to go. We knew Canley was going to go. We knew Britton was going to go. We did the math on how many innings can you get out of those five guys, and at max, it was eight innings. So on the pregame show, we did a whole conversation. Who's going to fill that gap? Is it going to be Hale? Is it going to be Holder? And those are the two guys that we said it's going to be Hale or Holder. It was Hale. Now, I, I don't like them going to Hale before Chad. Because it was a one nothing game or a 2 nothing game when Johnny Lazas comes out. It's one nothing, right? Yeah, it's one nothing game when Johnny Lasagna comes out. If you're going to go to Hale, if you're going to go to Chad, if you're going to go to Otto, it's a close game. You know you're using those guys today anyway. Put them in and hope the Yankees give you a big lead. Then you can put Hale in with a brush of fresh, fresh air for that one inning and then go to uh, Canely, Otto, Britton after Hale. And also, you can make it so Hale doesn't have to face the heart of the order and can face the bottom half of the order instead of using Hale against the good guys and Otto against the bottom. It didn't make any sense to me. I think what happened was when Lasagna was getting into trouble in the in the last – or they if Lasagna got into trouble in his last inning, they were going to have Hale come in halfway through the inning – so Chad, Canely, Britton, and Adovino all got a clean inning, and Hale was the only one that came in the middle of the inning. And then, since he was up anyway, Lasagna gets out of the inning. Since Hale was warmed up anyway, they just put him in the next inning. But I agree with you, Matt. I, I think it was a bad strategy, and Hale got roughed up a little bit. Thank God it didn't matter. But, yes, I agree. There was one inning where they had to use Holder or Hale to get through the plan, which, again, I think is a dumb plan from the start to – pencil in the opener day this early and I 100% agree didn't make any sense to me either 
Yeah, my my only caveat to that is that I do think the Yankees had a potential dream world plan where they could sneak that extra inning out of the good guys. Like if Ottavino came in and had a 11-pitch inning, you know, throw him out there for the next and try to get two out of them or 1.2. Or if Canely had a really clean inning, try to sneak two out of them. So I think that could have been a Yankees dream world if they had like a one-run lead or something like that and see if one of those guys got hot for a day. But yeah, they're... There seemingly was a missing inning, and they lined it up for David Hale, who pitched the day before. And I think you need to think of some 30-man stuff when it comes to this, that I think Yanks are going to burn out guys like David Hale, who they could potentially lose in two weeks. They would rather double down on a Hale, who could be out of the organization in a week and a half, than uh, you know one of the other guys that should be sticking with the team through the 60-man. So... You're right, and we we said the same thing in the office. Um, we were hoping that after Luizaga, who had a nice performance, made the one mistake to Trey Turner, uh, we thought they'd be going to Chad after that. They went hail to Otto to Chad. Um, ended up working out, but yeah, no, we we had the same question marks, and I think it does tie mostly into like they're gonna use David Hale until <laughs> the day they have to get down to 26 <clears throat> men. I'm fine with them using Hale for an inning there. I just think yeah. the strategy around it can be better. Yeah, you'd uh, ideally, you know, there's a chance, there's a higher percentage chance that David Hale can lose the game there, and then it's all of a sudden it's 3-0 or something like that. Instead, it was 2-0. Uh, Yanks fought back, but yeah, didn't we did not love the decision. Hey guys, it's Chris. Um, I was just. Wondering if you guys thought the same thing I did. Is that is it just me, or is it that the moment Rob Manfred came on the program for the Nationals-Yankees game, that it was rained out? I, I don't know. That just seems like a sign to me, and that he's destined to be fired as the as the commissioner. <laughs> he's, he's terrible. All right, go Yanks. I uh, I'm st- yes, that was really funny. He looked so evil with the lightning strike behind him. I'm starting to have sympathy for Manfred. <clears throat> Just today, everyone coming at him about this policy and stuff, like, the owners and the lawyers wrote this. Manfred grabbed the bundle of papers, walked it over to Tony Clark. This is what our guys want. Tony Clark walked it to the players. They all said, yes, that sounds good. Those are the safety protocols we agree to. Tony Clark said, okay, or Manfred said, okay, thank God. It's like, dude, like, he's just... He's terrible at talking. Every time Manfred talks, he says the wrong thing, and he's just an embarrassment, and he's bad at being the face. But, like, I'm starting to get sympathy for him, which is wrong because it's it's like I, I, I don't want him to be the dumping ground because he's just the face. He's bad at being the face. He's not actually making these decisions. Yes, I, to agree, to a degree, I know what you're saying. At the same time, I'm a big believer in organizations being run top down. Um, you know, just from ownership down and you're right. Like, is Rob Manfred making every decision that happened and a lot of the notes and stuff during during the quarantine and how players should be tested for COVID? No. He, left, he leaves that in other people he trusts hands, but that's also a reflection to him. And clearly, you know, Rob Manfred pushes messages down to people. And what you're saying is, and what you've been saying all along, is that, you know, the testing kind of sucks. Like, the plan's no good. I don't think there's a good—I think the only plan that's good is don't play baseball. Right. Um, 
and I mean that leads into a whole nother discussion. I, I think there are I think they could there could be more stuff in the plans between rapid testing and other things. But they don't exist. To have a better po- they do. Rapid testing does exist. It's just like it's it's hard to access and probably costs more. I think that was part of the decision. Does it actually I mean, exist? We, we had other leagues, yes. There are rapid tests out there. How quick do you get the results? I think it's like fifteen minutes. There's no way that exists. Yeah. Am I talking out my ass, David? Rapid tests exist. I no doctor, I don't sure. I don't know. None of us are, for the record. Yes. I'm not sure there's like enough that they can give the league access to all of them. Right. Or a bunch of them. Um and yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's what they were doing for soccer. I don't I don't know. I don't know all the stuff around it. I'm just saying if this whole thing falls apart, I mean, who do you think's taking the blame? I think it's Manfred and Tony Clark, who guys who had kind of bad reputations before this in the baseball world. And um, uh, I don't know. We'll see. You're right. It's a it's a tough spot. And, you know, mate, playing baseball itself is not safe. But, yeah, man, uh, I, I don't know. I, let's, uh, I feel like there's... Don't you have a leadership quote from Remember the Titans? Uh, attitude reflect leadership, Captain. So it doesn't fit, but still like it. Because Manfred's not a leader. He's no the definition of a follower. Right. I guess his job to yeah. just follow what other people tell him to do. Um, I'm reading about rapid testing now. I don't. I wonder if it's real. I don't trust it. If rapid testing exists and they're not using it, that's crazy. I don't think it exists on the major level yet. Um, I have no idea. I have no idea. We don't know. We have some people in the chat talking about it. Google it on your own and, and get your thoughts on it. But it's, it is around. Yeah. All right. Here we go. What's up, boys? Jordan from Boston. Rain delay, first game of the season, so I figured I'd call in. My question is, how much of a leash do you think they're giving Andujar with the right field or left field, first base, third base kind of thing? You know, if he makes an error, a costly error in game five or six in left field or first base, how many times do you think they're going to keep going back to him before they say, hey, you're just a DH? Um, with the 60-game season, it has to be pretty short in my mind. Let me know what you guys think. Thanks. Go Yanks. I think he'd have to look really, really bad in left field. I think versus a lefty pitcher, he's the left fielder. And then hopefully he can – be adequate enough until Stanton is healthy enough to play left field and then you can DH Andujar, if that ever is the case. If he looks awful and Talkman starts swinging a good bat, then Talkman becomes the left fielder versus lefty pitchers because, remember, his splits are really good. Uh, but, you know, I, I think he'll get run out there. I think he'd have to, you know, he can botch a play. It's just how bad does he look? Is it inexperience? Is it just like a, a mix-up? Is it just straight bad? You know what I mean? I don't know. I think he's got – I think they want him good, so I think they might give him a little longer leash than you'd expect. Also becomes if he's hitting or not. Yeah, here's here's my thing. If Miguel Andujar is in the lineup, it's for his bat. doesn't matter where he's playing. Um, and when you start mentioning left fielders and Miguel Andujar being the starting against left fielders, I, I think I pumped the brake there a little bit because what we – what was also a part of that day, like, yes, absolutely bench guardy against lefties. You will have no argument against us. Use him as a late-inning defensive guy, sure. Mike Talkman 
raked against lefties last year. He had a 974 OPS against lefties in 70 at-bats. So it's a, it's a smaller sample, but it's a sample. Mike Talkman can hit lefties, and he's, like, special defensively. Aaron Hicks also had an off day on Sunday. So I think, you know, this goes back to this original kind of one of the main conversations of the offseason. It's Andujar and Talkman, whoever swing the bat better at the time, uh, if it's close, I still think they're going to lean Talkman early in the season. They're going to want to get Andujar going because they do like Andujar. But, and then it goes to the end of the conversation that you just talked about. It's what does Andujar's bat look like? Is it he's just not great at getting to balls bad? Or is it like, oh, no. Yeah. He's he's struggling out there bad. So uh, I I think we need to see more of a sample. It's still so early in this crazy season, and they do want to get the guys out there to see who's got it, to put them in the lineup if they do have it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Andujar is going to get a shot. And also, like, who's pitching that day? Is Jay Happ on the mound? Because I think if it's Jay Happ, I think you're going to have Hicks Talkman. If it's That's Garrett true. Cole... You're pro, you know, that leaves more room to put Andujar out there. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think they want Andujar to Although find Cole's a home. got big fly ball <clears throat> numbers too. He just strikes out every other person. I think they want to find Andujar home. They want to get him maybe's. Yeah, yeah. Next. Hey, John Boy, Jake, and BBD. This is Sean calling from Fort Saskatchewan, Alberta. Ooh, ooh put it on map. You got that one on the list. Uh, I'm calling to see uh, what you guys think the chances are of Garrett Cole pitching a no-no this year. Mm. I was looking on baseball reference, and he's never played against Baltimore that I could tell. I think he's got a pretty good chance against them. Let me know what you guys think. Enjoying the show. Can't wait to hear. Bye. You can take a crack. I love the one. heart. <clears throat> Thank I, you, Sean. I love the heart behind it. Shout out Saskatchewan. No, it's Saskatchewan. Uh, go watch Grown Ups. Not in theaters. Not in ad either. Just like the movie. Watch Jumanji. Watch Jumanji while you're there at the theaters. <laughs> Not playing either movie. Uh, I'd say it's what? 50-50 cold runs of Dono this year? No, it's... Uh, it's I <laughs> love Yankee fans, it's man. It's a near impossible <laughs> ask if Garrett Cole will throw no hitter in his 13 starts this season. 12 more to go. And by the way, the Orioles can hit. the The hitting's not really their more, problem. More, more. What's the higher chances? Garrett Cole throws a no hitter, or uh, Mike Ford hits those ten home runs we had a caller say. Ooh. I mean, I'd, I'd almost lean Mike Ford ten home runs. Just the Mike like, Ford caller. Somebody gets hurt, and Mike Ford plays well. Yeah. The Mike Ford caller put the over under on Ford home runs yeah. in the sixty game season at ten. Ten. I don't think we talked about how preposterous ten that games. was at the time. Hey man, Mike Ford batting a thousand. Oh. Tyler Wade batting a thousand. Tyro. Tyro. I mean my squad, basically. Yeah. <laughs> my, my my crew. Uh Garrett Cole, he's gonna have some really nice games. Don't <laughs> please don't expect a no hitter. Be how funny would it be if he threw one next start? We would look back at this and just be like, Garrett. It's just exciting, excited Yankee fans, man. Like I can't even imagine like I think he can get a no hit. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Just that's the expectation. I too think he can get one. The expectations are crazy. <laughs> Would there be something fun with like a Garrett's ferret? Like maybe not a live animal, but maybe a puppet. Yeah. Okay. There's something fun about that. There's I don't know what it is. Fun. I was gonna say guys having it in the dugout, but then you're probably passing a ferret around and I feel like that's Against the player protocol, so we'll see. 
Maybe go live ferret with it. Maybe shrink a ferret, put it inside the rosin bag. Shrink and a live ferret, put it in Garrett's personal rosin bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an idea. Call it Garrett's ferret bag. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Jimmy, Jake, what's up? New listener, this is Uncle Toph from South Carolina. Oh. Uh, it is Thursday. It is the afternoon leading up to opening day. Just saw the 30-man roster. Have to say I'm near Columbia, South Carolina, University of South Carolina Gamecocks. A little disappointed to not see Clark Schmidt on the 30-man, but I think we're probably going to see him at some point this season. Your reaction and, uh, Jake, I just wanted to see if there's any updates to your favorite hand sanitizer and or your favorite hard seltzer. Good job, BBD. Go Yankees! It's a deep cut. Some good questions. Jake's Q&A on Patreon. <laughs> no one else is allowed to know. Inside joke for patrons only. Subscribe to Patreon. Um, Thank you for calling. Now, my original answer is, yeah, Clark got snubbed. It's really just paperwork because he's not on the 40-man roster and they're probably trying to wait out some injuries. And then as soon as there's an opening, put him on there. But Paxton going one inning would have been nice to have Clark. Paxton going one inning and uh, choosing to go with the opener. I I hate that they chose to go with the yeah. opener. It doesn't make any sense to me. There's so Rested many. the bullpen today. Today? Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Marlins. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> BBD, <laughs> BBD, <laughs> with a big exhale from that. Clark Schmidt's going to be on this team. He's going to be on the team, but yeah, I I think it was seven games or seven days until he could come up. Service high wise. Yes, I and keep yawning. Sorry, guys. It's okay. Let let those out. Um, and here's all you need to know: like Clark Schmidt is a much better major league pitcher right now than Luis Avalon. Sorry, Avalon. I know you're a new fan to the show. Uh, but again, just the Yankees abuse the rules to the best of their degrees. They get 30 people on this roster. Right now, they have Luis Avalon on there. They just added, I mean, deep cuts. You know, guys that might have a future with the Yankees. Nick Nelson like actually looked really good in summer camp. Could be a potential bullpen arm down the line. I think he was pumping 98. Um, they called up Brooks Krisky. Brooks Krisky. Brooks Krisky. Um you know, another guy who could be a potential bullpen arm for the Yankees down the line. Why they got called up because of Clark instead of Clark Schmidt is the Yankees have hopes that Clark Schmidt could be a mainstay in their rotation for the next five, six years. And that way, if they hold him back for literally the first week, week and a half of games, then hopefully when Clark Schmidt is a borderline all-star, all-star pitcher, we have another year of him on our team. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's tough and... Again, the process is pretty messed up. Like, the further we get into the world of baseball, like, all the... How much we hear guys care about service time. Like, I think everyone we've interviewed on Talking Baseball knew their service time to the day. To the day, yeah, like, yeah. So, did, wasn't, didn't someone... Neil Walker. Say, he, was Neil, like, yeah. he was like, I'm seven days away from ten years of service time. And, again, that's something... And, and Trev was like, yeah, that's a big deal. That's something... Like, as, he, he clapped for him. He was like, oh, that's fucking awesome, Neil. I was as, like, oh, shit. As a fan, you'd never think of that. But players have it ready to go. Ten years is when they get the max benefits and stuff. Ah, so pension plan, pension plan. So yeah, Clarky, Clarky will be up. He looked good. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Chapman's going to come back at some point. Sessa's going to come back at some point. Clark Schmidt. I mean, 
It's going to be so seven fun. seven games. So if Paxton, I think so. If Paxton's bad again and the velo's terrible and all that, Ooh. by the time Paxton's next start comes around, they can potentially wiggle some things and have Schmidt as the backup plan. Uh, you could wiggle it, oh, just a little bit. Yeah, like that. Yeah, not bad. Tanaka should be coming back at some point. It's there's going to be a funny day. That's exciting. Looking at the original thirty man. To what the twenty six man roster? Uh, yeah, looks and we're like. basically five seconds away from being twenty five, four, three, eight man, two, one, one. week away. Yeah. Hey, Jake and Jimmy, how's it going, guys? BBD. Uh, this is Mike from California calling in in Orange County. So I just wanted to ask a question. Um, as far as the runner on second base goes in the tenth inning, say there's a pass ball or a pickoff move that gets overthrown and the runner scores, is this considered an earned earned run? Oh, no, they're acting as if that run got on by an error. Good question. What's up, John Boy and Jake? It's Nathan from Newtown, the 203. Wow. Um, I left a voicemail earlier in the week, but uh, my question was stupid. I answered it. It was easy. Um, so I'm asking you guys, after watching these first two or three games, do you guys think the ball is juiced like last year? Love it. Because there's a lot of home runs that look like fly balls. So Ooh. I'm thinking it might be. Uh, just let me know what you guys think. All right, love the show, guys. Peace. Oh, sorry to disagree with you, uh, my Newtown buddy. There was a lot of hard-hit balls that I thought just died. Not, I don't know about Yankee games, but I, you know, when I was flipping around games, there were some I thought that just died. I think the ball is dejuiced. The Yankees' data points are messed up because of Giancarlo Stanton. Well, he, yeah, his are hitting. I mean, you, you hit one four eighty three. I, I mean, he has the ability to do that. It makes you wonder. You know, I said this last year. I'll say it again, and I was very happy to admit it after. I need to see more. Um, I mean, the balls Glaber and Voigt hit were very real in the game after that. Giancarlo's hitting moon balls I feel like around the league There hasn't been a lot of noise about it Which makes me think the balls are dejuiced But I'd like to see a little bit more Of a body of work on it I I tweeted out some Some video I forget what it was And uh, the the replies Maybe it was from Talking Baseball But I forget But they were like Well those are home runs last year And I totally agreed like, off the bat, they just look like bombs last year. Forget what it was. But, yeah, I think – and, obviously, you we need to see much more. But so far, I've – everything was a home run last year. Yeah. Like, when you start to think about some of those oppo home runs last year, they're crazy. And some of the rumors we've heard about baseballs, don't be surprised if there's a mix. Yeah. I mean, didn't we see – who did we see? I think it was a Yankees game. I think it was someone on the Nets. They got a ball and sent it away. All of them. Paxton did it. Cole does it. It was some. There was two strikes, and the pitcher very clearly wanted to throw a curveball, and they got the ball, and they just went, "Nope." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Paxton was doing a lot. Didn't help yeah, him much, but yeah, he was. He had a lot going. Cole on. does it. Yeah. I think they're dejuiced, but I'm open to have that changed. Let's see. Hey guys, this is Nick from Virginia. I pretty much spent most of my life living in Maryland in Virginia and DMV. grew up hating the math and broadcast, so glad you guys agree with that. Uh, here's a, here's my uh, question, basically. I've noticed that uh, Judge is pulling everything, his foul balls, every ball he hits basically is pulling. I don't want to flip-flop on him too hard because I know people were getting on him for uh, going the other way too much last year. But, like, I kind of want to 
hear your guys' take on what you guys think. Maybe his like timing is a little bit off or something. I don't know. Uh, just wanted to hear about your thoughts about Judge. Thanks. Have a good one, guys. Uh, did you got Tim? Judge, I don't. Did, I saw people saying like Judge is broken. I don't remember any specific at bats in games two and three that made me like really like, oh, that was terrible. Yeah. I'm trying to think because I think I I don't know. I think people just want to overanalyze Judge a little bit, but do you guys remember being like, oh, that was terrible? He was pulling a lot of stuff foul. I I don't think I remember looking at anything and being like, oh, that was terrible. Um I think Judge's approach, I think I think pitchers have been kind of challenging him inside with fastballs. Yeah. And I think what surprises people about Aaron Judge is he can turn on those. Um, a lot of men his size cannot. And so I think, you know, with the injuries and stuff, I think pitchers, pitchers have been kind of trying him. And he had that one line, he had that one line drive that was right at the left fielder yesterday. Um if he was a couple centimeters down on that one, I think that was out of the park easily. Um, in the book, it goes as an out. But, yeah, uh, we kind of – and uh, yeah, man, it's the Aaron George st- story. He's, he's just going to be overanalyzed because we kind of haven't seen the Aaron Judge opposite field home run yet, which is also a signature of his. So, I, I don't know. People just overthink it. If he gets a pitch away, he can drive the, to the opposite field. He will do that. If he gets a pitch in that he can handle and get his hands to run, he will turn on it. He's a beast. He struck out, grounded out to third, flied out to left field, and then struck out swinging in game two, and then a ground ball double play to end the game. In game three, but, I, I, you know, there's at-bats I remember being upset about from other players, maybe ground out to shortstop, ground out to second base. And then he struck out, and then he lined out to left field. That's what you're talking about. It's pretty hard hit. Yeah. And I don't know. on Sunday, Corbin had literally everybody's number. His one at bat against someone not named Corbin, he hit a bullet to left. Not field, named so. Labor. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll wait and see. It's not unreasonable for him to just like not have his timing yet either. It's the first series of the year, it's early. and it was an extra long off season, and he had the injury stuff, so. Yeah. Tommy could just be off. It's just, and they have good pitchers. He's fine. People are gonna overanalyze forever. Last voicemail. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Nick from Philly. I have a quick situational question for you. All right, bottom nine, two outs, World Series game, bases loaded, down one. Who would you rather have up, Stanton or Mike Ford? Thanks, guys. Love the show. Depends if Ford's pinch hitting or just yeah up. It's like that should be. Is that a video game character yet? Pinch hit Mike Ford. Yeah, should be. Pinch hit Mike Ford for Stanton. Maybe if it was like a a righty sidewinder, it's a discussion. But outside of that, over under ten home runs, sixty games. You know that's true. Let's see the Mike Ford show play out. Over under ten home runs, Stanton, sixty games. Mike Ford just hits. Oh, it's over. He's got two already. Stan's great. He looks good. really good. I'll take Stan, unless it's pinch hit Mike Ford. You know, he's got the yeah. Abanias factor. Ibby. He's just happy. He's just there. Just there. 
It's going to be tough on these. It's gonna be, fastball while I'm pitching. It's going to be tough. Let's see what happens. It's going to be tough for these guys when they have to get down to 28 and then down to 26. Yeah. That's going to be a fun game. I can't believe we're a week away from 2-8. Close. I mean, it's going to yeah. come quick. It's because I think 40's last guy. Well, Tyro probably is the worst, less than him. Tyro. There will be injuries. Drop a pitcher. Yeah, you can drop one pitcher, right? Yeah. They brought 13. I think so. You have five. And you're going to have fresh bodies coming up, and they're going to use. So many extra bench guys right now. I think they're only going to cut bench guys. They can. It's a possibility. I I think what the Yankees want to do, Well, they have to have four bench guys. I think what the Yankees want to do is they can use the guys like Nick Nelson and Brooks Kriske. They just rotate all those pitchers. They've got options that they can have that as an extra pitcher and just send them up and down the bus. Yeah, but if they're just dropping two guys, maybe Tyro and a pitcher? I'd lean that way. That's what I'd lean to. I wouldn't be surprised. They could get rid of hitters, but... I think they still have like six extra hitters right now, which is... It's crazy. After dropping Clint the other day. It's a lot. I just think they'd rather have the pitchers just ride the bus and use that as normal work. All right. I think that's all we got. Wow. Did that go fast? Nobody's thinking about Paxton, huh? 45 minutes, we're good there. I mean, I messed up a lot at the beginning, so wow. I apologize for that. Damn. Head wasn't in the game. No calls on Paxton. That is interesting, huh? No Yankee to- fans kind of don't love Paxton. Like the generic, like the dude who works our building saw Paxton's, like when I walked into the building yes- yesterday. Vic? He, yeah. He was like, Ah, Paxton doesn't have it. It's like they forgot how good he was down the stretch, man. I remember being upset with him more than I remember being happy with him. Right, and if you look at the like books, it's kind of not how it went down last year. That's because he rarely feels fun. Yeah. Because you're just clenched butt cheek because mm. he gets first inning woes, man. Yeah. And you know what they say. First inning woes on your nose. There it goes. your toes and let it go. Bye, guys. The James Paxson. Go, Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Sharp stats coming. Woo!